Hey, this is Joy Chudikoff, and today we'll be mapping alignment on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, our recommendations, and our outcomes. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Joy Chudikoff, an entrepreneur for over three decades and founder of the Align Membership Community for Women Entrepreneurs. Joy is said to have X-ray vision when it comes to helping successful businesswomen get from where they are to where they want to be. Before starting her own business consulting practice, Smart Women Smart Solutions, Joy owned a highly profitable company in the medical sales and marketing industry. For 18 years, Joy has been serving women as a professional certified coach and consultant, skilled group leader, highly sought after motivational speaker, and thought leader. Her expertise as a coach, consultant, and strategist is highlighted by the success stories and results she generates for her clients. Hi, Joy. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Andrea, I am delighted to be here with you. Can't wait to chat with you. I know. It's just so nice to talk. I love how what we bring to the table has so much synergy, and we'll get to explore that today through the lens of alignment. So, Joy, when you talk about alignment, what does that actually mean? You know, alignment for me is something that I discovered through my own journey. I've been an entrepreneur for, yikes, over 30 years. <laughs> I started when I was 15. No. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> we'll just take that as reality. <laughs> yes. And, you know, what I've learned in my 30 plus years and really nearly 18 years serving women exclusively is that our lives and our businesses are like the alignment of a vehicle. And if you've ever driven a car that's out of alignment, you realize that it takes a lot of extra energy. You have to have both hands on the steering wheel. All of your focus goes to that out of alignment place. And what I've learned is, is that we have to align, which I've developed three phases to really align your life and business, to make life easier, to find more joy, to feel more happiness, to feel the freedom and gentleness that life allows and flows when we do that. Flow, that was the word I was thinking of. I was thinking, it sounds like you're talking about the flow state. When we're in alignment with our work, everything has a little bit more ease. Yes, and I'm glad you said everything has a little bit more ease because I do believe that an aligned life is lived by the 80-20 rule. And let me explain, the 80% of our lives should be more in alignment with what matters most in our work, in our families, in our communities, in our businesses, knowing that 
20% of the time when you're living in alignment and you're living into your next greatest higher self, you are going to have problems like everyone else, right? Because when we're growing, we deal with challenges of that growth. And so knowing that, you know, 80% is living in that alignment, but 20%, we still have to deal with the growth factor of all those areas, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's that tension between the panic and the growth, right? It's that place where we want to stay in. This is uncomfortable, but not, I can't do this, I'm panicking. That means we've maybe stretched a little out of our alignment, if I'm putting it correctly. Yes. And, you know, you just hit on something, Andrea. When we're in alignment, we, of course, view the challenge, we feel the challenge, but we are ready, willing, and excited to deal with the challenge because it continues in that alignment of how we want our life to be. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know as you and I were talking prior to recording, so many people here are practitioners who are by default in some way entrepreneurial intentionally, right? Like we are having practices that is a business or we're part of a practice that is a business. And so these issues arise for us. And I'm wondering if I think through what I call triggers What are the things that take us out of our alignment? Is it working in an environment that isn't supportive? What things take us out of alignment? Sure, a great question. And we have quite a few triggers that can take us out of alignment. And I think one of the biggest ones is fear, fear of what, you know, hasn't happened yet, a goal or a dream that we're reaching for. And Sometimes we can allow fear to overrule our faith or our belief in ourselves. I think it can be, great point. I think it can be the environment. You know, the environment and the people that we surround ourselves with are extremely important to staying in alignment. You want to, as much as possible, be with others, other people in community that support you, that champion you, that are also people on the road to alignment right? They're positive people. And I find that, you know, within my own communities and my own clients that where there's some toxicity, if you will, in that environment, it does begin to pull you away from what you're striving for, right? Your alignment. Yeah. And when I think about some of those things like fear, I also wonder where our insecurities or internal voices play into that fear, whether it's that we're not good enough, we don't know enough. I am, of course, saying the things that I hear my students say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need more letters. I need more training. I can actually help people when I know they actually can help people with what they know. I am equipping them to help people and to fill the gaps but we're so trained to ignore the gap and want to climb onto some mantle that already exists. That is, I'm assuming, a form of fear. I am not enough. It is. I experience this too, you know, with clients and even family and friends, I can see it. And the first step to align is awareness. And this is really key to overcoming fear because 
awareness is really understanding that something is happening inside of you, right? That's real true awareness. And one of the things that all of my clients, I practice this daily is practicing an awareness ritual from the moment you wake up, which is instead of doing one or two things that we all do, typically, I don't do it anymore. I've really gotten better at it is we typically when the alarm goes off, do one of two things. We reach for our phone and we either scroll social media or we check our email inbox. And what happens in that moment, it's like inviting 200 plus people into your bedroom and you haven't even opened your eyes yet, really. And this awareness practice of not doing that, of leaving the phone, leaving the world alone and practicing, you know, for me, it's stillness, it's journaling, it's prayer, sometimes it's meditation, that actually begins to strengthen your own resolve, your anchoredness, your groundedness, and helps that, I believe, in my client's report, it helps them stand more in their power So it's less about how others might be judging you or what's going on, but what's really happening inside of you. And it helps with that fear or that I'm not quite ready yet. That practice has also been really critical for me and my growth and the challenges I experience as an entrepreneur and as a practitioner and an educator Two and a half hours every morning is what I take before I touch email, Slack, text, social media, any of it. And it's in that place that I experience, I think, what you're talking about, Joy, which is this awareness of whether I am in alignment. It's when I'm in that quiet that I can feel like, wait, something's not quite feeling right. How do I put language to it? How do I voice it? But it's my space before, as you said, I've let other people in. Yes, yes, this is so important. And I love that you take this time early in the morning, two hours before you pick up what the world is delivering to you via technology. It's a hard habit to break, but it is a habit that if you can create a new ritual So if you can stop that and create a new ritual, you will dramatically change so many aspects of your life, especially your business. And I know that people listening may think, well, that sounds too easy, but actually it's true. We just recently did an Align Your Mind 30-30 challenge where women just spent 30 minutes a day for 30 days. And the comments that we're getting are just amazing. I like to say lately, it's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> yes, it's, it right. might be more simple than we think it needs to be. <laughs> like, here's the things you need to actually focus on. And, and this is true for our clients and patients as well. But for those of us serving others, especially, we have people in our heart space trying to help them. And we need to fill up our own well first. Yes, we need to fill up our well. And especially if you're a practitioner, if you are serving others with your knowledge, with your genius, with your dharma, if that's the business that you're in, you want to show up fully yourself. And I believe that when we are fully aligned and practicing that daily awareness, we show up in a way that creates magic for our clients and for our communities and for our families. I just believe this so deeply. 
I actually, part of my morning routine is pulling a tarot card. And I do that as a form of intention setting. And oftentimes I'll ask myself, what's the question I'm asking? Where am I needing help today? And I always find myself asking, I just want to be present. I want to be present for every conversation I have. Yes, because when we are truly present, as you know, I like to say that we can hear what's not being said. And that is really important, right, in our work. Yeah, beautiful. We can hear what's not being said and we can read into. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So awareness is the first phase. Yes. Awareness is the first phase. And then the second part of alignment is once you are aware, so we really want to practice that ritual, daily ritual of the awareness, then you're in a space to ask yourself the essential questions. And I can share if you like a few of those, but the essential questions. So one of the big essential questions that we all need to consider occasionally is, what am I pretending not to know? Because we do that, don't we? we? We solve a problem, but sometimes we know something. There's a truth there that we know, but we just feel like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. So let's try this instead because that feels involved. That feels messy. That feels like I'm going to have to make a change that I don't really want to make, right? And it's a great question. I use it a lot in my work. Another great essential question to ask during your awareness phase is, what am I underinvested in when it comes to my, for example, emotional wellness? It's important to me, but I've underinvested in it. I'm not giving it the space that I need to, the time. What am I underinvested in when it comes to my physical health, my spiritual health, my relationships, my business? I say it really matters to me, but I'm underinvested in looking at it. And then the last one I'll share with you is what will I regret in the next? six to 12 months that I could do, but I'm waiting for the perfect time. And if you ask yourself any of these three questions, but you're out of alignment, it's quite possible that you will not get the answer that's true for you. And it's important that we ask those questions. And then the third, I'll just share the third one with you. The third and last and final step is action. Because when we're aware and then when we answer the essential questions and we get that answer, then we have to ask ourselves, what's the very next best step I can take to start to answer this question, start to move in the direction, the alignment of where I want to be based on my answer to these three questions? And action is very important. And it's the third, but it is not less important. I'm a big believer that. Manifestation happens. I believe in manifestation, but manifestation requires action. Yeah, it requires all of it. It requires the awareness, right? And really diving into the questions, turning over the rocks. What am I not looking at? And then based on that, taking action. I'm curious, one thing I see happening a lot with patients, but also with practitioners, is that the actions can be so big that we tell ourselves we want to take that we fail because we can't do so much at once. 
So lately I've been talking about the dopamine hits we get from base camp, like base camping it, chunking it down, right? Like how do we achieve instead of feeling like a failure? So I'm wondering with the people you help, is that common that people say I'm going to, and then what they purport to do is so big? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, listen, we are Boy, we are so connected and we've only known each other such a short time. I'm literally in my home in Park City, Utah, and I have clients coming up. Literally, they're arriving tonight for this very reason, because the action has to be broken down, as you so well said, Andrea, into bite-sized pieces. You have to chunk it down. So if you're saying, for example, we know it's time to create or build a new website, that's your title at the top. But then underneath that, you have to do two things. You have to write down every possible step that you can think of that needs to be accomplished to create a new website. And then the second thing you have to do is have a column on the right that you really look deeply into. What are the resources I need to accomplish this? Because there isn't any big goal that we all go out for that we can accomplish by ourselves because we don't have the skill or talent in every area. So chunking it down, breaking it down. And then, you know, I work with my clients quarterly. We look at the big goal at the beginning of the year, but then you have to break everything down quarterly. What can I really, based on everything else that's going on in the company right now, what can we do in this quarter to move that big goal forward? Yeah. And that comes back then to the alignment because oftentimes we might be even creating some big goal that is not in our personal alignment. It's in alignment with what we think we're supposed to be doing, what somebody else who we admire is doing. And it then brings us back to that awareness, those essential questions and the action based on who am I? What do I need? What do I want? What's next for me? And I think we've lost our way as a culture with the sensibility of what's right for our inner selves, for our unique journey. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. And the further away we get from this awareness, that first step in alignment, you know, where we we aren't first grounding ourselves, anchoring ourselves down each morning with what is happening inside of me. Because when we can come to a place of understanding what's happening inside of me and what do I want We are better equipped and able to, even though what we see might look really shiny and attractive, you know, out there in the world to say, "Mm, but that's not for me, right? What's for me is this, right? This is what I know to be true for me. And the beautiful thing when we get to this place is the freedom and grace and ease that we experience even when we are in challenge. Yeah, so true. I want to ask you, Joy, an accessibility question. So I know that we are privileged having this conversation on many levels. I'm privileged to be speaking with you and to be learning from you. And I also have the privilege of choosing my journey and my career and where I'm putting my time and energy. I also have the privilege that I'm an empty nester now and my morning is mine. I can take those two hours (laughs) because they're my two hours. So how do we apply some of this work to those who may be in jobs or roles where they 
want to start a business or want to get out of that, or their mornings are not their own or all the other scenarios that just don't hold the opportunities that we're kind of poking into today. Yes. And I love this question and thank you for asking it. You know, we have women in our community who still have children at home. I too am an empty nester now. I've been practicing my awareness, my ritual for years since my children were young. So here are a couple ideas. One is if you're an early riser, so you know, if <laughs> you me. get up, yeah, if you, <laughs> so am I, if you, if you do rise early, you can literally just wake up 20 minutes early. And here is the practice. And it really starts to make a difference. It compounds if you do it daily. And this could be done when you wake up 15 or 20 minutes earlier than your children. Maybe I have one client who has children in middle school. She does it after she drops them off, but before she goes to her desk for work, right? You could also do it during your lunch hour. You know, you take a break to eat lunch. You take an ex, you know, have your 15 minutes and it's five minutes of stillness which means no phones, no emails, no text messaging, and then five minutes of journaling. We have so many journal prompts that we offer our clients. You can just ask yourself, today I'm feeling, and just write for five minutes in a journal. And then the last five minutes is really, again, about that. What did I learn from that? And what's the next best action step I can take? You can practice this anytime. You don't need two hours and you don't even need an hour. You could begin with 20 minutes. And I say five minutes to get yourself settled in a, in a nice area where it feels calm and peaceful and then use that 15 minute practice. And if you do it consistently, it can change your life truly. Yeah. And what I hear you saying is again, chunk it down. Like if you have some grandiose notion that you're going to meditate for an hour and you have a busy home and household and you're juggling the job that is and the job that's going to be, chunk it down five minutes, give yourself the five minutes. And that's just so inspiring for us trying to navigate being helpers and healers. And also as a message that we can be sharing with the people we're serving. Yes, it's very doable. You know, I've worked with a lot of business owners and their teams. And one of the things that I know one of my clients is doing with their team is they're saying, take a pause break. So after you finish one client interaction, take a pause break for one to three minutes, whatever time you have to release the energy from that last interaction so that you can become fully into the next interaction with the next call, the next Zoom, the next meeting. What we don't realize, and, and I used to be this way, so I had to learn this too. I was a student. I used to think that everything takes so much time. Like you said, Andrea, I love that. I'm going to meditate for an hour. Oh, I can't meditate for an hour, so I just won't do it at all. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, I've been there so many times. Or I, I want to go out and get my steps in. Oh, I don't have time, so I just won't do it at all today. So just a little bit, you know, the slightest shift makes the most dramatic impact. So just a slight five to 10 minute shift in taking that pause, practicing that awareness, over time, it's like compound interest. It will change your mind and it will change your body. It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking to when my son had a summer internship, you know, he's a senior in college now. And so this was his first job job. And at some point he said to me on the phone, 
do people actually sit still for eight hours a day? And I was like, oh, you don't have to do that. Like nobody teaches us how to be workers, right? He went right from like college where you're walking across campus and having lunch with friends and then sitting in class and then studying and going to the library to sitting still for eight hours a day. And we don't need to do that. As you said, we can cleanse between, we can be intentional about what happens in our day and we can schedule it that way. Yes, it's so true. And you know, the research shows, which I'm sure you're very aware of this, Andrea, that we should really be getting up and moving every 50 minutes. Every 50 minutes or so, we should be getting out of our chairs, even if it's just a walk to the kitchen or the break room to get a glass of water or a coffee or a tea. Because we lose our edge and for your, you know, practitioners who may be writing a book or, you know, writing an ebook or doing something that requires long hours of sitting, the research shows that our creative edge only lasts a maximum of 90 minutes at its peak. And so after that, you might as well just, you know, shut everything down and take a short walk because your best, most creative juices, they need a break and then they're going to come back, right? Yes. For sure. Such a good point. Joy, I kept you extra long because it was such a juicy conversation and it's so meaningful for all of our practitioners listening. Is there something I didn't ask you that you just feel so passionate about around alignment that you just wish you could shout from the rooftops? Mm, wow. It can get a little emotional. It's uh, We're really on a mission at our company to help a million women align and When you understand that, as you said so beautifully earlier, that it's simple, but it's not easy. When we begin to value ourselves enough to give ourselves 15 to 30 minutes a day in the morning to create a new imprint on our day, we're going to create a different imprint on our children, on our significant others, on our team members and our clients and our customers. And for me, Andrea, I think that can change the world. Mm, brilliant. I love the mission to help women align. And I needed this conversation today, Joy. So thank you so much. I really appreciate this time with you. Mm, It was really, really an honor and a pleasure to be here. The 15-Minute Matrix is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The podcast is edited and mixed by Brian Paik of Pacific Audio, and special thanks go out to Alia Hale, Pamela Geismar, Sandra Brower, Evan Hollingsworth, Heidi Kaufman-Lakowitz, and Rowan Bradley for their support making the 15-Minute Matrix possible. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to see the completed functional nutrition matrix that accompanies today's or any episode, be sure to head over to the podcast website. Again, that's 15minutematrix.com. We love when you share our episodes with your friends and colleagues, leave a review and rate the show. That helps us to grow our collective message that functional nutrition is the future of healthcare. 
Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Functional Nutrition Alliance, and you can follow me at Andrea Nakayama. And if you or someone you know is interested in becoming a functional nutrition counselor, head over to fxnutrition.com to learn more about our Full Body Systems program. Full Body Systems is our 10-month immersion course where you'll learn the systems-based approach to addressing the root causes of your client's issues through client education, diet, and lifestyle modification. Again, you can always learn more at fxnutrition.com.